Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. The most popular Sunday show on the channel is one and only Mr. Dan Berg, where we look back at the last wait, week. Wait, hey, wait, 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 wait. Am I the only show on Sunday? Oh, I do six shows on Sunday, man. What are you oh, talking about? Okay. Come on, man. I do, I do six shows a day. Just wonder uh, when you say the most popular. You're just killing. You're just busting my like, balls, man. Come on. It's like when I tell my wife she's my favorite wife. <laughs> <laughs> Don't don't do that, gentlemen. That's a bad that's a bad move. That's a bad move. All right, Mr. Dad Bird, thank you for interrupting my flow. This is why this is live TV. Um, <laughs> what happened in the market last week? We got a CPI print that came in hot, as you <laughs> called. Congratulations. Yeah, I, yes, I uh, did. Just so you know, I have ordered a nailed it T-shirt for you. A lot of my <laughs> audience is like, you need to present Dan with a nailed it T-shirt. So I did order you one. You will get it at the Vegas event because you've been right a lot. Um, well, well, I've got, I still have like five or six weeks to be wrong. So hopefully, oh, yeah. I, can, hopefully I can still get the shirt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That you, you, are, well, here's the deal. You've already earned it. You can't unearn it. Okay. Um, All right. But you can also earn a swing and a miss t shirt. So you can still earn that one. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. All right. So that let's talk true, about the yeah, CPI went up. Uh, just like I said, I mean, I explained why I thought that last week. And I thought it would a little be bit least... more than you thought. Yeah, a little more than I thought. I thought it would be at least what they were forecasting, 3.2, which was higher than the previous month. Mm -hmm. And I thought it had a chance to be a little higher than that even, but it was actually higher than I thought it would be. Yeah, 3.4. Yeah. Yeah. And based on that, we talked about February. The February CPI might have brought us below three. I don't think we're going to get below three now. Oh, I mean, that'd be a big move, right? Half a percent a month. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it will go down. It will go down, but that's that's a lot. That would be a lot. So I don't think we're going to hit below three yet. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Did did you also see PPI on Friday? PPI came in lower. Yeah, it was actually deflationary, not disinflation. It was deflationary. Yeah. So let's uh, let's talk about that. Let me bring up a chart because I I created a chart around well, of this. Course topic. You, of course you did. Oh, you're the man with the charts. I have charts with for everything. Yes, you do. All right. Um, so yeah, PPI did come in a little bit lower. Uh, for anybody that's interested in getting my newsletter, you can just go to breakpointtrading.net and click on this button right here. Mm-hmm. And it's free. You don't have to sign up for anything. If you want to be notified that it's available, then you should register your email at least, mm-hmm. which is down at the bottom of the homepage. But it's you don't have to. You just want the newsletter right down here. The zero zero dollar one just registers your email. Yep. So let's um, first let's look at a couple of things I want to show, especially related to deflation. Um, so here's PPI. And there's what it looks like. So there's the twelve month window. Mm-hmm. And yes, quite a bit lower actually. Mm-hmm. And the rate of train the three month rate of change in particular is dropping really fast. 
Yeah, look at that. And again, that just for folks that don't know, PPI is what you can consider wholesale pricing. Right. CPI right. would be retail. So again, many people look at wholesale as a leading indicator to consumers, just so we have reference. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's right. So yeah, here, right here is below zero. The, yeah. the three month three month rate of change is below zero. So that's and an annualized and the twelve month too, actually. Yeah, yeah. PPIs all all variables are pointing to deflation yeah. at the wholesale level. Correct. The right. other thing you got to remember about wholesale folks is it is on goods. That's the other thing that was in CPI because I've actually went back and looked at CPI. Mm -hmm the variables that make it up. I spent some time on that on Friday. Right. We are seeing, generally speaking, goods inflation deflate. What is rising is services. Uh, yes. Now, again, it's not perfect, but if you break down much of the goods, it's deflation. But we are, a, and oh, by the way, we're an economy that is, I don't know, 60% services versus 40% goods. But that's why we got a surprise CPI pick up. Yeah, and that's typical. That's usually what happens. Goods mm -hmm. will will decline or or increase first. Correct. That's uh, very and, true. Correct. And services are also stickier. takes takes services longer. Yeah, it's to, because the largest input is wages, and wages right. are very sticky. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So that's PPI. So let me show you CPI because this is interesting as well. This is a thirty. This is a thirty-three year chart of CPI. All right. So, so the first Maureen, thing, what what am I really looking at here? All right. So first thing to notice is everything in green is CPI. So the first thing that you should realize is that inflation keeps going up. Yeah, I have a saying: inflation's a feature, not a bug. So this is right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay. So All it right. keeps going up. You know, when when we talk about the deflations, you know, when inflation is getting better, well, in the the rate of change is declining. Yeah, it's but it's still going, still going up. Correct. And you can see down and the, the red ones here, that's when CPI declined. So that's disinflation. Okay. Okay. So all those red bars right there is disinflation. Got it. And the one down here shows you the actual inflation rate. And we've got deflation back here in 2009. Mm -hmm. And we had a little bit of little small period of deflation here in 2015. Hmm. And then we right now are sitting right at the just above the three percent level, right? Okay. But you can you can see how far back three percent goes. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, it's a so, it's a trend, right? Yep. So you know the the Fed wants to be at two percent, but you know that's probably they might get to two. We we've been to two before, but mm -hmm. anywhere between two and three is pr pretty normal. And I right. think the whole the whole economy, everything that we're doing is getting back to normal. I now, agree. what does deflation mean? Does is deflation a bad thing? Is it a good thing? Is it you know, what what is it? So we had deflation here for uh, six months. Yeah, I would say again. I don't know that, where you're. I don't know where we're nine, going with this. Probably topic. nine months. Yeah, I would tell you deflation in the long term, saying a yeah. year or longer, is horrible for an economy. Yes, deflation in a quarter or six months. Mm -hmm. Not really an issue, uh, but yeah, you get a year, you get a deflation for a year, like China is starting to see. You could see the entire economy crumble. Yeah, and that's because people stop buying things. Correct. They think it's, they think it's going to be cheaper, tomorrow. so they 
So they don't buy. And if they don't buy, then producers stop producing or slow down producing. They Layoffs they, increase. They lay, lay people off. They they stop opening factories. They don't hire Capital investment new. goes to zero. It's just all bad. Yep. Right. Deflation in the short term, though, is fine. We'll stop, we'll stop this line from, in fact, reverse this line, make it come down. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when, when this line comes down but does not go below zero, that's what these red part bars are. Got it. That's disinflation. Got it. But okay. if this if this line down here actually goes below zero, that's deflation. That means yep. there's a negative negative rate of change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, now, why is inflation a good thing? Because I've had conversations with people that say, well, why why should we even have two percent? Why don't we just have zero? Mm-hmm. Well, you have to have you have to have some inflation. You have mm-hmm. to have growth in the economy mm-hmm. because. You know, that's that is a healthy economy. Some inflation is actually healthy. Mm-hmm. But you yeah. don't want it to get you don't want it to run away like it did here when it went up to nine point two percent. That's bad. Yes. Right. OK, but this is a this is a good chart that shows how we're getting back to normal, basically. The other interesting thing about this, and I was kind of surprised, I, I didn't know what it would look like, but I overlaid GDP on top of the mm-hmm. CPI. OK. And. During the periods of growth, so periods, at least except for this 1990 period, but most of these other periods, GDP was outpacing CPI. So okay. GDP, basically GDP was outpacing inflation. So, so again, to translate that, the stuff I talk about on my channel, that is the difference between real and nominal. So yeah. you're having real GDP growth anytime the gray is above the color. Right. That's right, exactly. Okay. And right. back in the '90s, which was a which was a raging bull market, the economy was going great. Inflation Nothing. was actually higher than GDP. Yeah. So you're, yeah, right. Okay. So you had nominal GDP growth, but not real GDP growth. Right. Okay. Wow, I didn't really know what this what this chart would look like when I started mm-hmm. building it, but I think it's actually pretty informative. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, just so. further validates we need to appreciate that inflation's a feature, not a bug. Right. Uh, right. And you have to make investment decisions understanding and appreciating that. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So that's CPI. Let's talk about the Santa rally, shall we? Yeah. I'm gonna guess two of the three are negative. That is correct. Yes. I've been following, I've been trying to go, what is the Santa Claus rally? All right. <laughs> two of the three are negative. And I and I I actually talked to uh, Jeff at um, Stock Traders Almanac. Oh, nice! And I asked him because you see up here there's a little green area. Mm-hmm. So I asked him why do you calculate it from the close of the day before? So the first five days right here actually is calculated from the close on twelve twenty nine. Okay. So why wouldn't you calculate it from the open? on the first day of January mm-hmm. and then, you know, calculate it to the close on the fifth day. And if they had done that, it would, would have been green. Ah. And he said, be- he said, because that is the standard that is used across the industry, the close of the previous day is pretty much set in stone. Right. Whereas the open, the open is not because there's a lot of pre-market activity that goes correct, on. Correct. That makes sense. Okay. So that's, that's the reason he told me that, they do it that way. And because of that, I mean, you can see it's minus 
0.13. Yep, it was basically flat. You could you could almost call that flat. Okay. Right. But technically, we did get two out of the three now are negative. Yeah, and the, we will get the third until the end of the month. The end of the month, right. And here is, uh, this is from Stock Traders Almanac. This is their analysis. Mm -hmm. So the one on the top is when two of the three are negative, but the third, the whole month of January is up. Okay. This is, this is, and these are the, these are the years that that happened, including 2024. Okay. Um, you can see the average gain for the last 11 months. So February wow. to December is 15%. And the full year gain is almost 20% still. That's wild. You get two negative signals, but, right. but the third is, again, we're making an assumption. The third yeah, is we're positive. making an assumption. Now, the one below is if they're, if all three are negative. Right. And that, okay. cha that changes the picture dramatically. <laughs> yeah, that, that goes from a whopping 26 to one. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or, if, or if you look at the average over all, yeah. all the years. Goes from twenty percent to minus three point six. So that third so, variable is important. That's a really important one. And in fact, if we look at last year, when all three were positive, mm -hmm. the first the first one was just less than one less than one percent. Mm -hmm. The second one was less than one and a half percent. But then the full month just zoomed higher. Right. So the, the rest of the month of January is going to be really important. Okay. So we'll continue to track this. This is out there on the website for anybody that wants to see it. Um, we, you know, we're, we are trending higher, which is good. Mm -hmm. However, there's something that I'm a little concerned about. And that's on the McClellan oscillator, which calculates the advancers versus decliners. Uh-oh. That's not good. You see it? I do. Neg negative divergence. Yeah, in a pretty significant way. Yes. So we've we've had a really nice rally the last week. Mm -hmm. But there are fewer and fewer advancers contributing to that rally. There are more decliners because it's below zero now. Yeah. So there, there are more decliners even as the market has gone higher. Wow. So that's not a good thing. No. In fact, like I've always said, you know, here's a positive divergence back here. That was the prelude to this big rally starting in November. So I've always said that divergences are leading one of the few leading indicators. So I always pay attention to those. So let me ask you this. You don't have to answer, but I'm going to ask anyway. Did you do anything in your portfolio because you spotted this this week? Did you sell out of positions? Did you raise stops? Did you do anything? I, yeah, good question. I I sold out of everything except Nvidia. Okay, so you got flat, other than a stock that you plan to hold for a long time. That's right, and we'll look at that in the next session. We'll look at all the magnificent seven real quick in the next session. So, and again, the, I want to be clear, right? You're active. You're an active trader. Yeah, uh, you do have some long-term investments, aka Nvidia, but you're looking at this stuff every day. It's your your website's updated every day. You saw this. What day did you make? What day did you go flat? What day did you sell during the week? Um, actually, let's look at the chart, the S and P chart, back on the home page. Mm -hmm. So, I basically sold on Thursday, 
Okay. When we weren't making weren't making much headway right here. Yep, I see it. And it's right. It, it's potentially a, a double top. Mm, okay. Right there. So there are just some signs that we might have some short term weakness. Now I don't think it's going to last very long. Right. But you made a call. You you take what you brought to this channel and you made a personal, not financial advice, right. decision uh, to get yes. out of everything except your one long term hold. That's right. Okay. Including including the um, this one that I was experimenting with tracking over here, this oh yeah, Turner Capital thing. Mm -hmm. But as I think I said last week, it and I posted that I I got out of this one QLD, and some some people were confused, and they said, "Well, I thought this was a long term strategy," and mm -hmm. and it is, it is a long term strategy. So. I'm not posting my own personal bias on here anymore. Right. I'm just showing what the results of this strategy is so far. Okay. All right. Up 80, 85% since March. So 10 months, 85% in 10 months. Again, that's just using their strategy, not not your money. It's just their strategy. That's right. And okay. that I, I did I did have my money in it. I did. Right, but you got out. But but I wasn't following their strategy. So right. I was following. I, I got in it on their strategy, but I was using my process Correct. instead. Understood. So, so right. you know, this is a weekly chart. So I got out, out here on this blue bar. Now it did, did come back up. So okay, maybe yeah. that was a mistake. We'll we'll yeah. see. I don't I don't know yet. Yeah. But not not um, financial advice. We're just trying to learn how you saw a divergence. The divergence told you to, there was a problem, and you yeah. made a decision based on that. It's all good. That's right. Yeah, and and my whole strategy is to preserve capital right yeah you're if at a I, different point in life you're not right yeah. if i if i get it if i have a gain then i will move my stop up to halfway between my purchase point and whatever the high was mm. and if if it, if it keeps moving up then i'll keep moving that up so i can't right. lose in fact i'm going to make a gain on it right but if if things reverse and even if there's a short-term pullback it's going to take me out with that stop but it will yeah. take me out with a, with a profit profit yeah, no, I got you. Very cool. Uh, anything now, else you want to talk about on this? Yeah. Yeah. One thing that I did on this, and I actually sent this to Mike Turner also. I was curious using this strategy. What if we had this strategy back during the four major bull markets over the last 25 years? Oh, interesting. Okay. Could this could this have told us or got us out sooner? Hmm. So I put these charts together. I actually put them together for him and I said, hey, you can use these in your presentation if you want to. But this is the dot-com crash. Okay. So this using, remember now that the strategy is a long-term using a weekly chart following the crossover of the 40-week moving average, which is in this case is this red line. Mm -hmm. And the and the 50, I'm sorry, the 40 is the green line and the 50 week moving average is the red line. And the other thing I remember about this strategy is it's very limited trading. So if I'm reading yeah. this right, you got out October of 2000 and you're That's not right. back in until April, May, May of, May of 2003. That yeah. is correct. You're so, in cash that whole time. So three and a half years of cash. cash, well, cash. You, either cash or the, if you really played their strategy, you would do the the inverse. Oh, you'd be short. That's right. You do okay. the inverse double leverage oh. ETF. Right. So you would actually make 31%. Okay, got it. All right. That's, downtrend. Cool. that's right. Or you, you can go or you could just yeah. go to cash and okay. preserve yep. your capital. But 
my point, the thing that I was trying to figure out is, would this have told us that we should yeah. get out that something so was far. coming? So far. So there's a dot com. All right. So that's that good. Pretty good. When that didn't get it, get you out of the top and it didn't get yeah. you back in at the bottom. But no uh, strategy that's will. That's not what I'm trying to do. I, I nobody, nobody can do that. I want to try to capture 80% of the move in between. Exactly. 80% of the move. I love that. So I'd say I call that a win for the first one. Yep. And the other thing is this this one down here, the green area down here is actually Turner Capitals. That's that's their chart. Mm. That one and the green and red moving average lines up here, that basically is their strategy. That's right. what they okay. use. All right. Now what I added on top of that, which I actually totally by accident, I don't even know, I didn't even know what this was showing, but this gray one here is something that I've been using anyway that shows me a weekly move. So mm. I just added that because it moves a little faster. And that too, even though there, there were some little places in through here where it, where it went above the green line, but up here it didn't, right? Right. Mm -hmm. But when it went okay. through definitively at the, at the beginning and the end, it was you know pretty obvious in both cases. Got so I, I call that one a win. So dot-com yeah. crash. The next one is the financial crisis. Okay. So this one huh? turned, turned red right here. So this would have got you out in January of 2008. Yeah. Again, not at the top. Yeah. But you got 80%. Yeah. 80%. So it's a was a 30% loss to, to where the buy signal was. It was like more than 30% to the bottom. All right. I call that a win too. Yep. So again, where these crossed again, where it turned from red to green. Yep. That was the buy signal. So okay. January of 2008 to basically a year and a half. All right. Either be out of the market in cash right here, out of the market and then get back in. All right. I like it so far. All right. Now the next one is COVID. COVID was Ooh. very unique. All right. Okay. So I didn't really expect to see the same thing with COVID. All right. And Here's what COVID looks like. COVID went down so fast yeah, that the signal was over here. Basically, it gave you the sell signal at the very bottom. Yeah, I might call that a miss. But again, yeah. it was very it was very much a V-shaped recovery. I don't think any right. – so many historical models in economics does not account for the COVID nonsense. So right. it probably is not shocking that this one didn't work. No, it wasn't shocking to me either. Now, where where these moving averages crossed down here, remember I overlaid the gray ones. So this I would have, this this would have been my entry, entry to get back in a little sooner. The yeah. actual the actual signal was over here to get back in. All right. So COVID once a once a hundred years hopefully didn't right. do well. Okay, makes now, sense. Now, just as an aside, I got out in early February. I got out here on this blue line. Okay. Before before COVID, mm -hmm. I I sold everything, and it and it, it had nothing to do with the charts at that point. Okay. It had everything to do with the news and oh, the news. Yeah. If you remember, the news was just starting to snowball. Oh, it was all first they were talking just about building. you know a few people got sick and you know yeah. now ten, five people have died somewhere and then it went to ten people and I'm like this yeah. this thing is starting to get legs it's going to grow. Yeah. All right. So I'm just I'm just going to move to the side and not get run over. Yeah. You. Yeah. You were again. You were in preservation mode. Right. Exactly. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, let's get the fourth one. What was the fourth? Fourth one, one is the 2022 cyclical bear market. Oh. Okay. Let's see how it did. 
All right, so that's this one. So, so not as much up. as a, not as much of a downtrend, mm -hmm. but and it did get did get you out near the yeah. top. Again, it's not at the top. Yeah, near the oh. top, and a back in strategy. here in beginning of March. Actually, okay. over here in March March thirty first. Yeah. All right. So not a actually not the signal the signal was here, but my my process would have got me in on a green bar, not a blue or a red bar. So, got it. I, I would have been back in on March thirty first. Now, okay. On this particular one, going back to what I did, mm -hmm. this is back when we first started talking, right? December twenty one, right? And mm -hmm. I was talking about the negative divergence between growth versus value. Mm -hmm. And the price, the price kept hitting new highs, but growth versus value and, and discretionary versus staples mm -hmm. was showing that the big Wall Street traders were rotating out of aggressive sectors and rotating into defensive sectors. Got it. So that was a warning sign. And I actually got out right here in the first week of January because mm. of that. Nice. Very cool. So the, the, pro the process seems to work pretty well. Yeah, not bad. So, All right. And I'm tracking it. And... You know, I, I track it right here now. Of course, when I first started tracking this, it, the signal had already been given. We're, you know, basically right. halfway through it probably. So if you catch it right at the beginning, then I think there's a really good opportunity to, to nice. make some really good returns with only one trade, really. Yeah, so far. For, yeah. for a year. Yes. Well, very cool. One more time, show your network or show your website, and uh, we will do the Magnificent 7 next. Yep, it's uh, breakpointtrading.net, and you can just click there to get the free newsletter. And there's a, there's some little charts here if you want to look at S&P, NASDAQ, there you go. et cetera. Check it out, guys. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. All you. right. Take care.